Hello and welcome again to the Greener Practice podcast for your LMC. I'm here with two colleagues. Romina Anach, Margaret Jackson. And I'm Matt Sawyer. And today we're going to talk about the people side of uh, Greener Practice, how we can be uh, supported and, and, and motivated and the sorts of things that, uh, that we do to try and help that in other people. So Romina, I'm going to start with, uh, with yourself. Um, what sort of things do you find important when we think about how we've uh, how we can support each other? Um, I think one of the big things for me is the the network and the simple ways we communicate. And we we've talked before about how we all joined up with each other. Um, so for me, um, social media and and WhatsApp and being able to have quite um, good links with people to ask questions and to also talk about um positive things that have happened you know just to let you know guys um, i made this poster and it was actually really well received or a patient commented on something that we'd done and i thought it would be really great to share it with everybody what does everybody think about this do i need to edit it in any way and so i think having that instant network at my fingertips of people who i know are really enthusiastic really helpful and will give me the criticism i i'm asking for or the help and the sort of the tweaks to my projects that i, I need um, it has been really valuable and I, I know that that's the best support network i could ask for what about yourself Margaret? how have you found uh, the support yes i mean i think that is absolutely fundamental um both through my involvement with medact and greener practice i felt hugely supported and able to celebrate other people's successes, learn from them. There are lots and lots of ideas generated uh, through the Greener Practice Network. Um, so it's a fantastic learning resource as well as a, a really supportive space. And just getting together with like-minded people, it's a tonic for the soul. What about you, Matt? Well, I'm more thinking about how did you feel before greener practice came into being i mean did you have things like empty. loneliness <laughs> well emptiness <laughs> or uh, anxiety you know are you doing the right thing how, how was it before greener practice i think isolated um i mean i've always loved being a gp um but i think when i realized that this was an avenue i i wanted and needed to go down i felt very much um like a lone reed in the wind and um i i didn't know that there were other people very nearby and i just didn't know where to turn i didn't know where to start i felt what many of us what many of you probably feel which is that feeling of being overwhelmed there's just this is a massive topic I don't know where to start I don't know who to ask and I think when you find that there are people very close by who have already trodden the same path and are happy to hold your hand and, and help you along the way it makes a big difference and you know not not like you were saying Margaret meeting people face to face has been has been amazing and um, the opportunities to do that I think have become more and more certainly in the last 12 to 18 months um, lots of events protests and so on which we'll, we'll, we can, we'll talk about later but I think getting together physically with people whether it's MedAct whether it's Doctors for Extinction Rebellion whether it's a, a local greener practice group or, or your practice team and talking about things is, is a, a big support and keeps you going. How were you finding it before greener practice before the tribe sort of uh, came together? No I would echo it absolutely what Ravina said and I think for me 
um, 10, 15 years ago, these two parts of my life, my, my, my work as a GP and my interest in sustainability were very sort of separate. And over recent years, they've become increasingly integrated. So that's been a very empowering experience. It's been good for me, but it also has meant that I've become more effective in this space as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, for me, it was that I kind of always knew it was something that I wanted to do. But I think that when you do feel like that lone voice, that you do feel like you're shouting in the wind sometimes. Yeah. And Sometimes I think it's that sort of, you know, social norm behaviour that, you know, you want to try and fit in with other people and they're not talking about it so you don't bring it up. Yeah. Um, but actually this, for me, feels a very safe space within green practice to be able to talk about all sorts of things. And actually then as soon as you start bringing up about why you do this, other people say, well, I'm interested in air pollution or mm. my kids not being able to breathe or a healthy diet to eat or, or, or to be yeah. able to afford or to be able to heat my home or yeah, there's actually sometimes I think people think that you know environmental issues are separate to normal life but actually it's how we travel it's it's what we eat it's how we heat our homes it's yeah. all of the things which are really important to to all of us so sometimes the number of staff that sort of say I've been really concerned about this but didn't know if I could talk about mm. it and actually it gives us a real opportunity to uh, to do so before I think before any of us sort of you know got together or found greener practice we might have felt quite isolated but yeah, now mm. now that sort of you know has has returned and, and so in terms of things like motivation for example um how do you feel now about uh, environmentally sustainable healthcare for, for, for our patients what sort of uh, changes there been in your motivation levels it's much bigger uh, and the confidence that comes with knowing that you're working alongside like-minded people I think is really big and I think like many aspects of life I think if you can normalize it and um, you know like you were saying that these are things that people are already doing in their home lives and actually all we're trying to do is translate that into the workplace and say well you're already recycling at home let's do that at work or you know you're already really good at turning off the lights and not leaving your monitor and your tv on standby at home we could totally do that at work and we should um so I think um I have more confidence in saying those things now because I know I'm not the only person doing it. Yeah. Would you say the same, Margaret? What I was thinking, actually, as you were talking, uh, um, is is just how, uh, you know, moving from that position of feeling like the lone voice mm. to the this idea of there being a community and and actually now a lot of health professionals involved in this space. If I go on to talk about the uh, the big one yeah. the the London the, the the climate change protest in London uh, in April there were I think three or four hundred healthcare professionals there um, around the health hub and it was it was almost quite an emotional experience mm-hmm. seeing such a number of colleagues gathered together knowing that they had bothered to come to this very important uh, protest. Hugely gratifying and hugely um, heartwarming. Yeah, as you say, it was it was uh, it was overwhelmingly positive, and and you really felt that there were so many like-minded people there, all working towards the same goal, which was to spread this message that you know we want to we want to do healthcare without harm. I think that the message that I 
take away from these is it's the positivity. Mm. And I think that what I mean, it's long been said that you know one of the the greatest um, ways to overcome some of the anxiety that we have about the climate crisis is by taking action, yes. doing something positive. Yes. Um, and yeah. I think that there's so many different positive things that we can do, and actually that helps to inspire not only each other but our colleagues at yeah. work and uh, whether they be you know in admin in management or, or clinical it helps to inspire our patients who, yeah. who come back and say actually I've changed the way that I travel or, or the diet that I have or, or some, something that that actually they can sort of say this is a thing that I've done it's something tangible mm-hmm. it's something positive it's something that benefits both them and you know the community the society that they that they live in or, or that they work in so for me I think that it's that real spread of goodwill positivity yeah. of taking action yes. and i think that it's the actions that are probably what benefits you know me as an individual most is knowing that i'm doing something mm-hmm. that's going to you know ultimately make a difference yes i think you're absolutely right matt but actually being active is a good way to address the anxiety that one feels um in the in, in the face of the climate environmental emergency and uh, I was thinking about that book written by Joanna Macy called Active Hope. I don't know if either of you have read it. Um, and it's just really that, you know, the being hopeful is how they land and whether they uh, will have the required or the, the desired effect. But they are worth taking in, in any case yeah. and living in active hope. Well, it's 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 kind of it's that's a kind of an important place for me to be. I think that there's a there's a thing called no regret actions. You know, the things that you know you can take, uh, an action that you can take, which you know is going to do good, but you don't know whether it's going to be a little bit of good or a lot yes. of good. But actually, it doesn't matter because you're doing good, yes. and so it's, you're yes. not going to have a regret by doing it. Yes, um, it's just going to be either positive or very positive or very very positive. So it's how it's how we get more of those more people to do more no regret positive actions really and i mean the whole staying hopeful thing is 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 the bedrock of what we do as gps every day in our consultations Mm -hmm. isn't it when patients come in we find some hope some even if it's a tiny shred of hope we always want people to go out knowing what positive things they can do and um you know trying to um instill something like that into the consultation and because i think otherwise life would be very dreary wouldn't it and um yeah we can't live without hope i don't think I think yeah. that we have, you know, we we have to, uh, yes. you know, believe that we can do something better, whether that be reducing the impact on the climate from delivering high quality healthcare to our patients, whether it's reducing inequality. You know, it's you know, there's many meaningful things that we can uh, we can do, um, and I think that that for me is really where the tribe is. You know, it's where where we are, and and I think that there's many many other people who are in a similar position, and I think that the things that make us more fortunate is that we have found a, found the greener practice organization group already mm-hmm. and you just hope that other people um who are in places that we were before we met greener practice of feeling isolated feeling a bit low not really sure what we were what we were doing whether the actions were going to be the right actions mm-hmm. you could just kind of hope that everybody else could end up feeling as uh, as, as good about each other as as, as we do yeah yes absolutely. and i think there's also something to be said as well as the sort of the the personal boost that we get from each other is that we are all stronger together and uh, you know if if I'm saying one thing here in York and someone else is saying the same thing in London you know there's that sense of come on somebody's going to listen if we're all doing this and and if we can you know say for instance to government like 
it's not just me that wants legislation, it's all my patients. And if I go to my MP and it's all her, all her constituents, I think we are we, we have the opportunity to be powerful together. And I guess that's one of the reasons why we why we took part in in the protest in London. And, you know, we know that protests are are successful and meaningful force of many, many voices separated geographically um, getting together and all saying the same thing can have really powerful effects and, and positive change. Well, you look at societal change across the years, it's because people have, uh, have wanted it. It's, yeah. it's rarely because it has been given, it's because people have said this is something that we want. Yeah. So to, to wrap up uh, this, uh, this episode, I think that we've all been very positive about our experiences with each other and we would love all of you to uh, to join with uh, with greener practice and green practice at york and north yorkshire because i think that really it's the only way that we can stay sane in in this slightly maddening world um, and really demonstrate all those positive uh, attributes that we get from working together doing things together and making our voices heard collectively